Alright, welcome to this episode of Good Film Hunting. We are coming at you live from DTCB. <laughs> Not quite DT, but coming from Campbell in Northern California outside of San Jose on a lovely visit. We have two special guests today. One might choose to be more silent than the other, but that also <laughs> works. <laughs> and Annie will give us some other background. Yeah. So we're visiting the two awesome Newmans. Um, Emily. Hashtag to catch a Newman. Four months later. They just renewed their vows today at the Winchester house. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we're here with Emily. Emily was my co-teacher last year at Immaculate Conception St. Joseph. Shout out to the fifth grade. What up? And the then dolphins? the dolphins. Go dolphins. Go Dolphins. And her lovely husband, Chris, who is a great Uber driver. I've had him several times, and he's quite delightful. Thanks, Chris. So, Emily, do you want to say something else about yourself? Introduce us. Tell us who you are. Yes. <laughs> to our loyal fan <laughs> For all you fifth graders out there. Um, now, I am a transplant to San Jose most recently. Um, we got to experience the Winchester house this weekend, which was just phenomenal. The dream. <laughs> it was. Um, but I am teaching fifth grade again this year. Not the same as last year, but <laughs> we'll work toward it. Um, yeah, trying, trying to experience California and all it has to offer. Too real. So <laughs> Too real. And it's been quite a weekend in Northern California. It's rained. It's rained, which is great for the invite. <laughs> so later on, we'll be talking about a movie that's near and dear to Emily and Chris's experience. Um, also my own, because I am a mean girl. But before that, we're going to go around and talk about like what has been awesome this week that's like rocked your life yeah i got that okay i'm gonna start because i'm gonna steal this the hamilton mixtape no don't worry i won't <laughs> i won't take yours we've already talked about it no so um so for sure my favorite thing has been the hamilton mixtape songs particularly i like see is satisfied i was like a little bit disappointed with wait for it i mean it's good but it's just you crazy usher is a natural Anyway, I mean, I loved it. I loved it. And I also love the Dave Chappelle breast milk skit because that was hilarious. And also so appropriate for fifth grade. Sorry, kids. <laughs> All right. My favorite thing this week was something I found out about today. And it's been life changing. And I might switch career paths and become an animal person, which for those who know me would be quite shocking. But anyway, there's animals. <laughs> There's animals that have dwarfism. They're the best. <laughs> you can Google a giraffe with dwarfism. Earlier tonight, I was thinking about <laughs> how lovely it would be to have a teacup piglet with dwarfism. And now that's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> You're so weird. Um, to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you? How do you? I would say my favorite part of this week was learning about the soundtracks, but okay. also getting prepped to enter back into the movie theater world <laughs> once again after a 10-year hiatus. <laughs> I Hashtag will... knocked up for life. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag nougat. <Yes. laughs> 
I will vow to go back into the movie theater to see Moana. Disney's Moana. <laughs> Mahalo. <laughs> to see Mahalo Moana. <laughs> yeah. Chris. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would say my favorite part of the last week was, as we mentioned, going to the Winchester house. Um, I self-proclaimed one that tour, answering all questions posed. Not literally posed, but just more of a, I don't know, what, what, what's the word? Rhetorical questions. But I, I answered every single one correctly. Drove all over the North Bay and did not crash or get a speeding ticket. So, pretty fantastic. Winchester. And the weekend of dreams. <laughs> so, we are going to be talking about Mean Girls, which is a movie yes. written by Tina Fey. It was kind of her big switch from SNL and TV world to the movie world. Right. Um, it based also on a book. Based on a book, Queen Bees and Wannabes, great book. I didn't enjoy it. I did. I really did. It's a parenting book, so obviously I read it when I was 14 years old. Um, <laughs> I felt the need to understand what was happening to me and respond appropriately. <laughs> like babies do that, to self-parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the goal. Um, but then along with that, we normally have our guests, and we're going to spring this on you because I forgot to mention it earlier. Our guest has to provide a synopsis of the film. So you can do this however you want. You can do spoken word poetry. You can do haikus. <laughs> you can sing it. Mean Girls is becoming a Broadway show, so like that is something that could happen. Maybe Tina will listen to this and adapt your version. Yes. This is your moment, Em. This is my moment. Okay, I'll have to speak the first part. Maybe I'll break into song at some point. But or I need dance. to... Or dance. Because I do love dance. Yes. This is a totally visual experience for our listeners. Yes. We'll give it in detail. Um, no, so the movie takes place in, they say, Evanston, but my understanding is that it's based on New Trier High School, where Chris and I both went. Um, I could see that, for sure. <laughs> so, yes, it starts with, Caddy, Katie, coming to the area for the first time after living in Africa um, to quickly realize how terrible and mean high school girls can be firsthand. And she um, makes a couple of friends who then try to sabotage this group of mean girls um, led by Rachel McAdams' character. Regina George, thank you. <laughs> um, and then a series, you know, there the series of events that every high schooler goes through, um, watching the popular girl slowly decline, eating numerous amounts of <laughs> high protein, high carb uh, bars, and then yeah, and at the end, everybody kind of evens out. Yeah. Um, Which is pretty normal to the high school experience, I would say. I would say, yeah. yeah. And then maybe college rolls out around and you realize how horrible those people were yes. and how terrible their lives must be. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I say something? Okay. Okay, so I've been thinking about Mean Girls a lot recently mm -hmm. because I kind of wanted to create my own meme and the internet is like, 
like just buzzing with memes right now about Donald Trump. So I didn't think it needed to be added, but part of me wanted to like take a screenshot of that part when they're like, um, who here has been personally victimized by Regina George and they all raise their hand. And I felt the same about Donald Trump, like just asking the world, like who has been personally victimized by Donald Trump? And it's a majority of our nation, if we're being honest. If you're like a cisgendered straight white male, then you good. And that's about it. So, yeah. Chris for the win. <laughs> <laughs> he has not been personally victimized by Donald Trump. Good work. That we know of. That we know of. That's true. Yes. He's also, he doesn't have a physical disability. That's another way, because we know Donald doesn't like those. Right. Right. You wouldn't be made fun of in a press conference. Congrats, Chris. <laughs> Again, winning on all levels. <laughs> all the way. Okay, what, were, what did you want to say? Oh, I, I had a question. Yes. So I noticed from your logline that you said you were not surprised that this film possibly takes place at your high school, and I would like you to elaborate. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a school. Each grade has roughly 1,000 people in it. Our grade had a little bit over 1,000, maybe 1,200 or so. Um but you have the quintessential group of, like, mean and or popular girls. And I feel like at this, as a teacher, watching it happen earlier and earlier in middle school, it's so sad because you realize it's all stemming from something. It's all stemming from whatever their insecurity is. Or, right, right. But it's hard to see your own kids in your class experience that. And yet I feel like it was an everyday thing in high school. But Nutrier is unique because prim- it's primarily um, drawing from very wealthy neighborhoods, and so you have all of these kids who've grown up with everything they could have ever wanted, and they all kind of flock together. And then in high school, all of those different neighborhoods of wealthy kids merge into just one giant group of people who can either be really nice or not nice at all. Mm. And if you're not a part of that group, you are not into yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the powers, I would say, of Mean Girls. And I, as someone who read the book before seeing the movie, which is crazy, but the movie was became more powerful because you saw how Tina Fey took like a psychologist understanding and study of how teenage girls operate and made it humorous. Because it's even things... I remember specifically from the book, she would talk about the cool mom and that mm. whole concept. And, like, Amy Poehler plays that to perfection. Yes. And how parents lack attitudes because they don't want to be viewed as an enemy actually creates far deeper, more systemic yes. problems. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I have to agree with Emily. Like, seeing it as a teacher, and, like, I, when I'm, I mean, when I first saw it, I was a freshman in high school, probably. I saw it with my mom. <laughs> it really freaked out my friends that I, we were watching with my mom, but I thought it was funny. Um, what was I going to say? But now, like, thinking about it as a teacher, it's so true that some of those things, like, start in fifth grade. Like, girls call other girls fat, and they, like, develop eating disorders, and, like, all of this stuff. And it's just so sad that that's going to be for forever, you know? And what's so crazy is right now in the fifth grade at my school, um, some of the girls have seen Mean Girls and are now using some of the lines mm. to be mean to other people. 
And, like, we know that, and that's scary. Or even the fact, I remember finding out in college, like, later on, that one of my college roommates had gotten in a lot of trouble for having a burn book in high Ugh. school. I was like, dang. Ooh. It's a public broadcast, so I'll, <laughs> I'll speak later. She knows who she is, and it eats her up. Like, it does make her feel really bad. Right. But, like, it's hard, and it's always been one of those things... When I was teaching, I remember being deeply concerned because it was, it's great that there's so many media, so much media now that deals with, like, difficult topics like bullying and teen suicide and so many issues, but then it also makes it that much more prevalent and possibly persuasive. Right. And it's, I would love to see if in the future that mean girl role transform into something else. So you have those girls who are seemingly the popular girl who then is mean and yet people flock to her because they think that, or girl or boy, whoever, holds all of the power. And so they just are drawn to that, not because they enjoy being made fun of or, you know, somebody's mean to them, but it's almost this, like, doormat relationship of I just am, like, your servant all the time because this is all I know how to do and you're supposed to be my friend and yet you still treat me like crap, but I come back and, Every, you know, time. all the time. And I feel like after experiencing that myself, it takes a lot to walk away from it and feeling comfortable walking right. away from it and thinking right. like, okay, you know what? I realized I'm done doing this for you. I need to step away and do something for me. But with all of the social media stuff, like you said today, these kids are getting it from all angles. They'll right. see it on their Facebook page. They'll right. see it at school when they have to face it head on. They'll you know, hear about it at home. And it just, with news traveling so fast now, it's like a, it's a scary world to think about even having your own kid in. Well, yeah, thinking about, like, just bringing up the technology thing, I think this movie would look a lot, I hadn't thought about this, this movie would look a lot different if it was written today. Because the whole social media part wasn't even at like it wasn't a thing so but now that would be huge and they probably would have had like this facebook page like i hate regina george you know um and that too is bullying even of like whatever a mean girl um but i also think that so this movie i think was was i mean it's so funny and it's good and it's like good to open up people's eyes but in some ways i feel like now girls in schools and i can kind of do this as a teacher sometimes they get labeled as mean girls and then it's really hard not to see them that way yeah it is hard why well, i mean <laughs> speaking from so much experience when you're recognized for being as horrible as you are you can't escape that it's a cloak okay. on you forever. So, dear listeners, Eleanor <laughs> considers herself to be a mean girl. Yeah. Self-proclaimed. I don't think anyone else has ever called you a mean girl. That's what you think. What's the meanest thing you've done? I made a teacher really upset one time. No, I'm just kidding. Sarcasm. You just don't know how to hear it. I'm very bad with sarcasm. I'm like, <laughs> that's real. I, I just am not good at it. Um, so what... Who are your favorite characters in this movie? I personally love the principal. Tim Meadows, I think, yes. is genius in his role. Um, and then there's there's also the iconic image of the girl who like loves like feelings and rainbows. And yes. they're like, she doesn't even go here! And that's something that stuck with me, is the fact that like people enjoy being part of community. And some people love sharing feelings so much. And I hate sharing feelings at all. So that scene has always stuck with me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really like the dude who says, four for you, Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. It means, no, that's Damien, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I like Damien. Um, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. I saw Janice Ian recently in a bar. Did I tell you that ever? No. Her name is not Janice Ian. I forget her name. She's on Masters of Sex. Was she nice? Yeah, she was also, like, gorgeous. Interesting. Okay, um, who's your fave? Oh, I do love... I mean, I love Amy Poehler all the time, but I just love that character because she's got the juicy suit, she's got the fake boobs and the little toy dog that she carries around. She kind of, like, you know, walks in and out, and she's like, well, what are you girls gabbing about? And wants to know, you know, everything all at once. And I think that, to me, was... Yeah, I could see it, especially... Right, right. I feel like that's a real thing from mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. Okay, wait, Eleanor, I have a question for everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you can work <laughs> Sorry, Chris! Together. Sorry, Chris, you're coming up next. <laughs> um, okay, what was everybody's favorite line? Because like, I feel like there are so many lines from this movie that people say over and over and over again. Um, I might mess it up, but I honestly wanted to say it to you the other day, and I just, like, forgot, and it was, like, it's equivalent to, like, get in the car, bitch, we're going shopping, and I just love that mentality, like, just, like, rolling up and being, like, this is the plan, you have to move. Right. Oh, gosh, I don't have a line, Chris has one. He's ready. My favorite line, I guess, is, uh, something that Gretchen Wilson tries to get going, which is, uh, that's so fetch. <laughs> so fetch. I'll go with that. <laughs> uh, Nugan family. <laughs> family line. <laughs> you guys don't even know, but for your first anniversary, I'm going to get you a sign that says that's so fetch that you can hang up in your new apartment. An adorable framed pink, uh, um... Yeah, it would be so cute. It's not a line, exactly, but it's just something that Mean Girls do, specifically in this movie, the Mean Girl, you know, the crew. Yeah. Um, when Regina George is calling Katie and is like, aren't you upset because Gretchen did this? And it's like the scheme where Gretchen's yeah. actually on the yeah. phone, and it just, ugh, it's all that too real. Yeah, It's all too real. real. But how would that be now? Would it be like taking screenshots of text messages and sharing them. Yeah. I think it would be. Hard to tell. Technology, or, man. Snapchat, which I don't understand still. You don't understand Snapchat? Not in the way that I think it's being used by the youth. Agreed. They, they use it instead of texting. That's, like, yeah. weird to me. But, um, okay, what was I going to say? Oh, so one of my favorite lines is, like, I really like Amanda Seyfried's character. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact when she's like, I have ESPN, and they're like, what? And she's like, thinks she can see the future. And then, I mean, also, that football player is super attractive. Sorry. His last name is Kerrigan. Is he related to Nancy? Uh, he kind of looks like her. There's a movie coming out that's about the Tonya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan. Wait, Emily, weigh in, because I feel like you were, no, were you obsessed with it? No. Somebody I know and interacted with frequently last year would tell me a lot about it, and I can't remember who it was. What did I know about it? But I, I didn't. Did you watch a documentary about it? No. I'm sure there was a 30 for 30. Yeah. I have never seen 30 for 30. 
That's real. But wait, okay. Um, I love the part when Amanda Seyfried's character is standing in the rain and she's being the meteorologist and it's like pouring and she's like, there's a 45% chance it's already raining. And I love that. Mm. All right. So what do you think is the enduring value of this film? <laughs> like, what can it teach us? What does it show us? Would you recommend it to youth of today? And why? Yeah. I would... Okay, so I think it's a good movie. I actually wouldn't show it to the youth of today, just because I'm seeing right now these girls take what they're seeing in that movie and not understanding that it's, like, supposed to be sarcastic and funny and, like, actually using the mean things. So I would say no. Maybe when they're older, maybe, like, in high school, but... 10-year-olds, definitely not. One of the things I do appreciate about this movie is that we neglected as a character is Tina Fey. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, in a way, it's her most real film persona. Mm -hmm. Um, And she also looks the most normal, but not to get all super judgy, but I also feel like she's gotten, like, cray thin and, like, more glamorous in a way. But she's great in this. So I would I would recommend it for her portrayal of a teacher, a harried teacher who's accused of pushing drugs, <laughs> which is a real problem. <laughs> Let's not downplay that. Um, I would also not recommend it unless there was a serious like I might show a it to a small group of yeah, like a small group of like eight girls. And say, watch this, and then we're going to talk about it. What are the things that you like about it? What are the things that you don't? Um, But not to diverge too far off of this, but I thought I started thinking about in the movie I Love You, Man, when Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the self-reflection time, and it's a movie about self-reflection and action, whereas I feel like if they did a Mean Girls 2 sequel or they extended the movie to see what happens after you might see them starting to see how stupid they were in the beginning and how selfish they were. And I think that would be part of the discussion. Like, look, we know middle school, high school kids in general are selfish. That's your time. That's what's going on in your brain. You live in a box that only includes you. But look at what happens around you and look at what the horrible possibilities are, especially with all the bullying and introduction of social media. But Chris? Yeah. <laughs> I guess um, recommending the film, I don't think it's a uh, film for a classroom, but I think it, <laughs> I think it's fine for, for kids to watch. Um, I, I think there are some, some good things in there, and I think the one thing that I got out of it was that there are extreme social pressures, and you have kids who grew up together um, who have been friends since they were very little, how uh, um, Rachel McAdams' character and uh, Janice, who for some reason stopped oh, being friends. Yes. Um, and they, they discuss it a little, but I, I think that it's a good point because I know there's people I grew up with that I wasn't friends with then in high school, and, and I'm sure there's several other people, but I, I think I think it's a fine movie to show to kids. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I have a point that I don't know why I didn't bring up earlier because it feels necessary, though it's not connected. 
Um, I don't know if any of you have seen it. It's on Netflix. I would mm. recommend it. Um, the girl who plays Gretchen is in this movie called ChristianMingle.com. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, that's like not real. It's a real thing. We can watch the trailer on YouTube. And <sighs> she decides, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a Christian-based film, one would yeah, imagine. Right. And, cause it, so she like does it to fall in love with a guy. But it's also, if you're looking for a mean girl... What does girl's, she do to fall in love with a guy? She joins Christian Mingle and pretends oh. to be Christian. But then, like, uh, she finds God and love. So it's, like, the best of all worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you need a Mean Girls 2, that's not your movie, but uh-huh. it's, <laughs> it's a great <laughs> drinking film. <laughs> all right, Annie. Okay, well, so just to kind of finish off here, I think that... One thing that I love about, like, the Mean Girls, because I feel like our generation, like, we grew up with it, so it, like, really, like, matters to us, but there's also the thing where she asks him, that guy, the date, what date is it? April 23rd? October 3rd. October 3rd. October 3rd? People celebrated it on Instagram. Yes, you're right. It's October 3rd. I love that. I love that people celebrate that date because a movie. And the hot dude. Oh, that's another thing. Aaron Samuels is gay. He's well. I was also gonna say he has the same birthday as you. Remember when we found that out? The actor? Yeah. I forget that. <laughs> now you can remember. He's also in *Cheaper by the Dozen* too. Yes. Great so, film. Another connection I'd like to make. I just <laughs> I just discovered this. Shane Oman. Yes. Is from *Homeland*. So that has just brought this whole week full circle for me. I just made the connection and now I'll never see it the same way. (laughs) That's amazing. Chris, you want to? Have a final Weighing season. in or no? That's it. I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you have to have one more thing right. because our final segment is for us and our guests. We ask them if you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go and why? Yeah. I'm gonna say Tonga because <laughs> I'm really feeling the Polynesian spirit because I've been listening to a lot of the Moana soundtrack. Like essentially the only thing I've been listening to. Right. And then along with that. It rained today, and it made me very cold. <laughs> so I want to go to Pacific Island. <laughs> okay, yeah, I have to think, so. Goodbye. I would say it's a cross between Tahiti, because I've been looking a lot at French oh. Polynesia, um, and because I work in a French school, mm. or because of all the ice cream and gelato, I would say <laughs> Italy, because it is my second home, and... I feel like we've had an Italian weekend here, having pizza for both meals and <laughs> ice cream, ice cream and, and gelato and wine at both. So I think we're on the right path. I'd probably just go with uh, New Zealand. Uh, we were talking about it this weekend. I thought it sounded interesting. <laughs> I love that. I really want to go to New Zealand, too. I want you to see Singapore. I knew that you would want me to say that because you're terrible. We're not going to explain that one, listeners. <laughs> um, I think that I would go, and again, don't read into this. I really want to go to Hawaii. <laughs> I think that it sounds amazing. And I think being this close to Hawaii, you know, like, I mean, when I'm in Chicago, I'm so far away. And right now being on the coast, the West coast, it's like, oh, it's kind of within reach. Um, and it just sounds really pretty. And talking about the Galapagos, 
like made me want to go back to islands. So don't read anything into it. Bechdel test. <laughs> um, okay, you can close this off. <laughs> no, you should. You're in such a good mood. I'm like so awkward now. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening, and thanks to Emily and Chris for joining us. We will do this again soon. <laughs> How are we going to sign off? I don't even remember. Uh, That's all, folks. No, no, we had one at one point. You should both sing and harmonize the Moana soundtrack a different song <laughs> how far will i, I no i actually don't know the th- melody well enough me either offhand uh, i feel like at one point we were doing like adele like hello it's me i'm in california dreaming <laughs> of what we used to be okay goodbye bye <laughs> <laughs> no, say goodbye